Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. It is, I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you are now listening to Calvary Live. I am your host for this hour, Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. So blessed to be with you on this beautiful day. I'm ready to take your questions and prayer requests. As you just heard the number, 303-690-3000, give me a call. Uh, you perhaps got a question that your Bible reading has brought up. Maybe you got a question about Christian living or some of the current events that you see around us. How do we look at it at a Christian worldview? And uh, how is it that we respond to these things that are taking place? So I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord, take you to the Word of God, give you clarity and understanding in the best way that I know how. Uh, so give me a call. We have open lines. It's best to grab one of those open lines as soon as you can as we begin the show. And this is your show, The Listener. You who are listening on Grace FM all along the front range from Pueblo uh, up through southern Wyoming, even into perhaps the Panhandle, Nebraska, a large signal up here in northern Colorado. Maybe you're uh, uh, taking the kids to soccer practice or to uh, track practice, baseball practice. Uh, maybe you're getting a snack for the kids. Maybe you're at work uh, and you're able to give us a call. Give me a call at 303-690-3000. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. There is a second way that you can ask your questions and give your prayer requests as well, because we do take prayer requests, and that is through a text line, and that number is 720-336-0897. So again, I am Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, here to take your questions and prayer requests as we go to the Lord together. And this is such a blessing to be able to have this show, uh, to be able to talk about the things of the Lord and go to the Word of God. Not only am I welcoming you at Grace FM all along the Front Range in Colorado and Southern Wyoming, uh, you are listening live, but also I want to welcome those of you who are listening in from Hope FM and Truth FM in the eastern part of the country. Uh, we welcome you, and you can call it that number, 303-690-3000. Be a part of the show. You are a week delayed, uh, but uh, give us a call. I'd love to talk to you guys. Love it when you guys call in from the East Coast. Also, the online listeners, uh, you can call as well. We get callers from all over the country, and what a blessing it is to be able to to be with you for this next hour. I do want to start the show in a couple ways. I want to uh, pray for our, our peace officers. Uh, in 1962, President Kennedy designated May 15th as Police Week, and, and this is the week of May 15th that uh, there is uh, uh, peace officer memorials that are going on all over the nation. Today was the um, memorial service at the National Peace Officer Memorial. Uh, there's some that I know, peace officers and widows, of those who have fallen in the line of duty that are there. And uh, this is the week that we remember those who gave the ultimate sacrifice in uh, being uh, a one that um, is uh, lost their lives in the line of duty. And 
we want to remember to pay uh, tribute to them. We want to pray for them, our peace officers, our local, our state, our, our federal uh, peace officers that uh, make our community safe and uh, to give them the support that they need. I know up here for you who are in the Greeley area in Weld County that there will be a peace officer memorial service at Bittersweet Park on Thursday evening at 6.30. That is May the 17th. Hope you can go and support them as uh, they read the names of those who lost their lives in the line of duty last year. And so I've been a part of that for many, many years and uh, hope that the community can go out and encourage you in that. So we want to quickly pray for them, uh, and uh, we want to also pray there are those of you uh, who have graduates, high school graduates coming up this weekend and next weekend. I know that there are several here in the church, and pray for our graduates. And so let's begin the show by doing that. And Father, we do just pray for our peace officers, uh, our first responders. We thank you that they are ministers of God, as Romans chapter 13 declares, that uh, minister to you for good. And uh, we thank you for uh, their uh, service to us and to our communities to make our communities safe. And so, Lord, we just pray that you be with them, that you would be with their families, that you would put a hedge of protection around them. And uh, those who wear the shield and the badge, that, Lord, that uh, we thank you that they hold the line between good and evil. And, Lord, I do pray that you would strengthen them, and I thank you for their courage. I thank you for their commitment. I thank you that they desire uh, to protect us. Uh, So bless them in every way. And we remember those who have fallen in the line of duty, even those here in Colorado uh, over the uh, last few months. uh, We uh, remember our fallen heroes, And Lord, uh, I pray as a community, and particularly as Christians, that we would remember them and uh, honor them. And Lord, we also want to pray for this is a busy time of the year. uh, As we have graduations, we've had uh, some of the universities have already gone through their graduations, but now high schoolers. And I know that there's several here in our church, but all around the nation as high schoolers are going to be uh, entering into adulthood in a new uh, stage of their life. We just pray uh, that they would look to you and know that you have a wonderful plan for them and that uh, they are your workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. So, Lord, I just pray that you would bless them. And in this world that's getting more darker and evil and uh, mixed up and messed up, I just pray Uh, for our kids, that they would look to you uh, for your wisdom and strength in the world in which they live in. So, Lord, we lift all these things up to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, 303-690-3000, let's talk about the Lord. Let's encourage each other. Let's pray for one another. But let's start out with Brittany in Colorado Springs. Brittany? Hi. How are you, Brittany? I've talked to you before. I'm I'm not doing, I don't know, I've I'm doing good. I'm not doing good. Uh, okay. I deal with the OCD. I guess I'm like the. You probably. You, I've been on this. I've been talking about it, and I just had this. It's like the the, the tax are getting harder and harder. I don't know because it's because you're saying it's getting darker and darker. So then right. it's hitting me, hitting us harder, and I just don't understand. Like I don't know how to ask this. I don't know how to um, try to explain it. But like, you know, when I'm like, I was like praising God and everything, saying he's good and everything. And then this thought said, what's good mean? And then 
and then and then um, it says is it a bad bad thing or a good thing? And it's like, what? Where is this all? Is this the enemy saying this? Enemy trying to get me confused? I don't right. know what's going it, on. Like I'm confused. Yeah, Brittany, there can be. He's called in Revelation chapter twelve. You know, Satan. He's called the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us day and night, and uh, he. We see an illustration that in the book of Zechariah, actually, in, in chapter three, where there is Joshua the high priest. Uh, he's standing there before the Lord. Uh, this is not Joshua of Jericho fame. This is Joshua who was the high priest after the captivity, and there is Satan there accusing him, and they're standing before the Lord. And what is interesting is is that Joshua, normally in the Old Testament, you would see the high priest in his high priestly robes and beautiful, you know, um, or, you know, uh, or, you know, the, the robes and, and, uh, and uh, it's ornate and beautiful and all this stuff. But in the vision that Zechariah has, he's wearing filthy rags. And um, it is the Lord that rebukes Satan and says, rebuke you, Satan, and then take out those filthy rags and put on the clean rags. But what it shows us is that the enemy, Satan, he loves to attack us and accuse us day and night. He doesn't rest. And where the battle oftentimes comes and our spiritual battle is in the mind. Um, he yeah. loves to attack the mind. He loves to whisper in our ears that you're no good, you're filthy, um, you know, confuse you, try to get you to question God's word, and, and that's what he's doing. He, you know, what is good? Um, the, we know God is good, and he yeah. will continually do that. But I want to give you a verse that, that there's a simple verse in James that says that you submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He's going to come back and keep attacking, and that's why it's important that we put on the whole armor of God, as uh, we were told in Ephesians chapter 6, put on the helmet of salvation, that you can say that, Lord, I am saved. Um, I belong to you. And even as we were told in Revelation chapter 12, that, that he is the accuser of the brethren who accuses us day and night, that he was overcome by the blood of the Lamb, number one, and then second of all, by the word of testimony. So how did Jesus combat Satan in the wilderness? He used the, the word of God, right? Yeah, he used the Bible, the word of God. And that's what we are to do. So to use the word of God, uh, to say, you know what, Satan, you can accuse me all you want, but I have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and I belong to him, and he loves me, and he is good. And he has imputed his righteousness to me, and I belong to him. And as you do that, you're going to see that the enemy is going to begin to flee from you. And then also to always remember, Brittany, this is important, go through that section of Ephesians chapter 6 of the whole armor of God. And you have a sword that's available for you, and that's what the Word of God but mm-hmm. don't leave your day or go about your day without putting the whole armor of God because he doesn't yeah, fight I fair. Didn't, didn't do that today. <laughs> Does he? And I was yeah. trying to get on and my spirit would work. Um, but uh, the thing is, so when I say God's good, it's not going to change or anything. That's what I get scared of. I don't, want any, I don't want it to change the bad or anything. What is that? Is that just like, I don't know, fear? What is that? Like when, when I try to when, say good, it, it, you know, there's a whisper that says bad, a bad word or something. I'm like, what is going on with me? No, and well, I think it's an attack, and I think it's confusion. You don't make it. God is good. He is good and righteous, and oh, and that. so you don't you don't have to be afraid to say that or to know that, to embrace that. 
um, embrace the Word of God, stand on His promises, um, and um, and your faith is going to increase as you continue in the Word of God. Uh, but the enemy is going to try to mess you up any way that he can and mess with your head. And I um, have to get and, close to him, and that, to God, and then good. the enemy comes at me harder, and it's like, oh my goodness, is this going to end? <laughs> this is horrible. Because here's the <laughs> no. thing, Brittany. He doesn't say... I think I'm going to give Brittany, she's getting closer to the Lord. She's growing yeah. in the Word of God. I think I'll, you know, I'll give him a break today. He, you know, I'll give her a break. He doesn't do that, and he doesn't do that with any of us. He doesn't take a day off. But we do, here's the thing, we battle not for victory. Always remember that we battle from victory, that we have victory in Jesus Christ. And, you know, he's, he don't go into his territory because he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And, um, and just stay close to the Lord, submit to him, and he will end up fleeing from you. So can I pray for you, Brittany? Yes, please, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm glad you called. And uh, you call any time for prayer. We're here to encourage you and bless you and to remind you, Brittany, remember this, the Lord loves you, and he's with you, and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So, Father, I pray for Brittany. I just pray that she would um, just uh, stand firm on your word and believe it. And, Lord, that you would protect her, um, that you would put a hedge around her. And as the enemy accuses her, that she would overcome him by the word of testimony, knowing that the blood of the Lamb has been there to forgive her. And, Lord, that you are truly good and that you are righteous. And, Lord, you are faithful to us. So, Lord, Bless Brittany, encourage her, help her to keep her mind on you. And when these thoughts of confusion come in, the enemy attacks, that she would be able to battle back with the Word of God in every way. So bless her, encourage her, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Hey, hey, Brittany, can I ask you a question? Sometimes I ask yeah, questions. Exactly. Yeah, you know, when, they, when you go into a basement and it's dark, what do you do? Put light on. Turn the light on. Okay. That's what you do when the enemy comes against you. Turn the light on, the light of Jesus Christ and the light of the Word. Yeah. Okay? Yes, thank you so much. Okay, keep in touch, Brittany. Yes. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. When somebody hangs up, there's another free line, so grab it. We're early in the show. This is Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs taking your questions and prayer requests. So we want to go to Paul in Denver. Paul? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, you're on Calvary Live. I, uh, I just, there's a family in Denver right now that I feel so bad for. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time with it because I feel so bad. Because I'm so happy right now because my daughter was born and she's healthy. Congratulations. But the same family that came in at this, like the same time that we did, mm-hmm. there's there's something wrong, you know? And yeah. I had to go and pick up my son from school. And I'm still happy because he gets to meet his little sister, you know? But I just... This family needs prayer power, man. Yeah, yeah, Paul. And, and I'm, here's the I'm thing. sorry. I'm sorry about the emotion. No, you don't. Don't be sorry. Don't apologize because 
you have joy that is in you, and you should have joy in the birth of, of your daughter. Um, she's healthy, and it's, it's a time to be thankful and joyous. Here's something about joy, Paul. We have joy. It's, it's much different than happiness. Happiness is dependent upon circumstances. Um, something good happens, we happy, we're happy, and I'm all for happiness. But you're sensing joy, but also you, we can have joy even when we see that circumstances are difficult. Uh, because that sense of confidence that the Lord is working. And that's what I pray for you, that you would have joy. And it doesn't dismiss that you're hurting for a family. You're hurting for a family that's going through difficulties, and the Lord knows what's going on, and we're going to pray for them. So I commend you on your sensitive heart, your compassionate heart, um, that, that even though you have great joy and happiness over the birth of your daughter, um, and it is a joyous occasion, but you're still concerned about others. And, and I think it's a work that the Lord is doing. So you keep praying for them. And, you know, I know as a pastor, I can have joy in what God is doing, the work that he's doing here at Calvary Chapel, what he's doing in people's lives. But the other side is I also weep for those who are hurting. And, you know, Paul, um, it does. it is overwhelming. And I think, Lord, these people are hurting. They're going through so much, and we see so much of it. And um, and it's hard. It's difficult. But, um, you know, whenever I feel that way, I just start praying to the Lord and um, lift them up to them, uh, whoever it is that the Lord has put on my heart. But so that's kind of what you're going through. It's two sides of a coin. And um, and you have a heart for this family. And um, so let's pray for them. Father, I just pray uh, for Paul, who who um, just overwhelmed as he expressed it about a family, you know the details of what's going on. And Lord, I just pray that you would intervene and work and provide. And Lord, bring comfort and provision in every way that they need. And Lord, that I thank you for Paul, for just the compassion that he feels, because all of us should be hurting for people who are going through difficult things. We live in a fallen world. We live in a difficult days. And so many people around us that are linked to us in our lives, co-workers, neighbors, uh, we hear it in the news, are going through such tragedy and loss and grieving and need provision. And so, Lord, as we look at it, we can get overwhelmed and our hearts break. But, Lord, give us the strength to, to give light and truth and love and to help practically in any way that you call us to. We lift up this family to you right now. I pray for Paul, for his new daughter, that she would continue to be healthy. And Lord, that you would bless her and she would grow to know you. Be with Paul and his family and, and mom and bless them in every way at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Paul, thanks for calling. Okay. Father, um, we just thank you for, for Paul, even though he's left. And we do, again, pray for this family that has gone through complications in the birth of their child. Let's go to line three to Catherine in Maryland. Maryland? Uh, Catherine. Catherine, Hi, you with how us? how are you? Good. How are you? Okay. Um, Good. I have, a, I have an extreme interest 
and, and, and developed it in geology. I know you've okay. been asked this before. I need, I need help in reconciling this badly. And the reason is, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, that the earth was created in six days and the universe and, and everything. And the problem is that we are discounting all of the, the scientists that have come to this. Isn't that like discounting all of the medical uh, leaps and bounds that we made uh, um, and all of the are technology you, and everything right. else? Are you talking about scientists that uh, hold to the creation science or evolution? I don't know what they hold to. I just know well, that they are our scientists right. that have found out so right. many things, and they right. continue to find out more and more. By right, us and I think holding to saying that in the Bible it says that you know we're thousands of years old and that's it and don't question it. Mm-hmm. It just it I can't reconcile that in my mind, and I need something. I, I mean, right. do you hold steadfast that that is just yeah. all of that is not true. You know, here's the thing that Christians, what Christians think, Catherine, is they have to assassinate their brain when it comes to um, creation, when it comes to the Genesis account. Um, I'm going to give you first a a reference that I think is really going to help you, and then um, to give you some things to think about. Number one, write down answers in Genesis. I don't know if you've ever been on their website, um, but there are very good scientists that are on there that will give you very good science that backs up creation of the six days. Um, it was interesting because in the book of Hebrews, um, chapter 11, um, as faith was defined, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and for it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. In other words, it's being reiterated that God made the heavens and the earth. And here's really what's important for you to understand, Catherine, that if you can believe the first verse of the Bible, that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, you can believe the rest of the Bible. But but what happens is the scientists come along and say no, um, that the earth is billions of years old. you got to keep in mind that evolution is a theory. It is not fact. I'm not and, talking about evolution. I'm talking about the age of the earth. Right. And, well, part of evolution... They're still in the age debating of, evolution, the scientists are. So, right. you know, it's not... And, you know, and, they're still and what, whatever. But right. as far as the age of the earth, I mean, we've, we've passed that, and they've proven it, and it's... There's so much behind that for billions of years old. Is there something that is maybe construed wrong in the Bible? Well, you, no? you can't throw the you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, Catherine. Right. Part of evolution is tied into the age of the earth, and and so they say that life came through evolutionary processes through an old earth, through billions of years. And so they come up with Genesis 1, 1 and then verse 2, um, the gap theory, um, all this stuff. I believe for me, I'm going to speak for me, and, and I pray it's for Christians, 
that I believe the Word of God is true, from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, and that um, when God created the heavens and the earth in six days, and then you can go back, he created Adam and Eve, that you can go back it, and the, you Let me get, ask you this, to stop you right uh, there. Is it possible that was not thousands but billions? No, it can't no. be, right? No, it's not. And here's what happens. It Again, you got to tie in evolution with with the age of the earth, because evolutionary processes happen over billions of years, and then Adam and Eve was created. Now, here's the thing that Paul would say in Romans chapter 5, this is very important, that he said that sin and death came into the world through Adam, through his sin. But then life comes through the last Adam, Jesus Christ. So to say that evolution, you know, process took place and the, and the earth is billions of years old, that you're saying that God created death, that things died, they progressed, they evolved, when in fact what the gospel message is, is that death and, and sin didn't come into the world till Adam died. Now here's something for you, Catherine, to think about. When Adam was created, was he a one-day-old baby? No, he wasn't. There was age that was—Adam was a man. And and so age was already created in it, and I think that's the same with the earth, that when you looked at the earth—and there's all kinds of things that are going to help you. If you go on to Answers in Genesis that talks about the age of the earth and all these things, I think it's really going to help you with what you're what you're dealing with. And, okay, um, what is that, that called again? One more time. Answers— Answers in Genesis. It is run by Dr. Ken Ham, and you are going to find that to be a treasure for you. Okay. Okay. I need okay. help on this because it's just, I can't reconcile it. I cannot okay. discount, you know, thousands of scientists that, I mean, it's just. But this one man has these answers from what he Well, no, derived? he has a, he has a number of articles written by other scientists, creation scientists. Also, there is, um, I just got it on my teletype, um, somebody suggests, uh, Luke from Firestone, so thanks, Luke, for suggesting that, that you watch uh, Genesis History, um, which is on Netflix. That may help you as well. So there's two good sources Genesis okay. History, and then Answers in Genesis. And then, Catherine, this is what I want you to do. I want you to call me back or call one of us back and tell us, you know, um, how you're doing with this and how you're reconciling all this. Okay, because I need to, because I myself yeah. find it all fascinating, and it, it, <laughs> it makes sense it is. because of what they say. Yeah, and I, I commend you, know, and I commend I, you I'm for it. I'm so scared. That if that no. doesn't make sense to me and I cannot reconcile yeah. it, it's going to just I, bleed into not being right. able to reconcile other things, and then I get scared. Yeah. So let me pray with you, Catherine. We're getting ready to go to break, but you don't have to be afraid. I think you're going to find it to be refreshing. I think it takes more faith to believe in an old age, you know, a billions of years in evolution than it does in the creation story. Listen, I was at CSU in a science major, and when I looked at the complexity and the diversity of life, I thought, how did this evolve? How did this just happen over billions of years? It didn't. There was a wonderful creator that created it all. 
So right. I think you're going to find that, and it's going to be reiterated to you. So, Father, I pray for Catherine. There's nothing wrong with her struggling with these things and because there's so many voices out there, and I pray that you would help her, that these resources would just give her the confidence that the Word of God is true. It's all inspired from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, that you created the heavens and the earth in six days, and, Lord, you saw it, and it was all good. And, Lord, that, um, that we don't have to buy into that which contradicts the Word of God because the Word of God is our final authority. It is true. And so, Lord, give her that confidence in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Catherine, keep in touch. Let me know how it goes when you see some of those things, okay? Thank you for your help. You bet, Catherine. God bless you. We'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned to Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I'm your host today, Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, ready to take your questions and your prayer requests. We got open lines, uh, so give me a call at 303-690-3000. And there is a means for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer report or a request, and that is 720-336-0897. It's always a pleasure to be with you. we got a beautiful day here in Colorado, so welcome all of you that are listening here in Colorado and Wyoming and also on the East Coast. So we have open lines. This is a time for you to grab uh, one of those open lines, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. While I got a little opportunity to um, to um, wait for the phone calls to come in, uh, I want to uh, remind those of you up in northern Colorado here that we're going to have a vacation Bible school uh, that is coming up on June the 4th, 5th, and 6th at Island Grove Park. If you're in the Greeley area, most of you know where Island Grove Park is, and that is where the Greeley Stampede takes place. It's um, uh, the main park here in Greeley. So we're going to be at the East Pavilion from 9.30 to noon. would love to have your kids come join us. And the theme of, uh, of Vacation Bible School is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, for we are his workmanship creating Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so... We're going to really emphasize to the kids that God created them, God loves them, God has a plan for them. So if you know somebody that could, you know, any children that could benefit from it, please bring them. We're looking forward to it. This is an outreach to our community. And listen, I think that that most of you that are listening, that you would agree that that's a message that we need to give to our kids, that God created them, that they didn't happen by accident or by you know, the result of uh, evolutionary processes. God knew them before the foundation of the world, and God made them. And I think it's so important that we give that truth to our children because the world is not giving them that truth. And I feel very strong about that, that we tell them that God created them and loves them and, and died for them and wants to save them and then has a wonderful plan for them in life. And we are seeing more people, including our young people and our children, 
that are just, um, they're living life without hope. And, and it's really affecting our children and our society and our culture. And we were going over Isaiah 29, and um, in Isaiah's day, 2,700 years ago, uh, the nation had gotten further away from the Lord, and they had uh, an attitude of, uh, of saying, you know, who knows us? Who sees us? Surely you have things turned around. Shall the potter be esteemed as the clay? For shall the thing made say of him who made it, he did not make me? Or shall the thing formed say of him who formed it, he has no understanding? Uh, that's what is being taught, and that's what uh, the prevailing um, philosophy of the world is. God didn't make you, and and um, he doesn't understand you. Um, why did you make me this way? And we hear a lot about identity and gender identity. Listen, we need to stand on truth and what God's Word says. And if anybody's listening out there, that, that you're buying into the world's philosophy and the world that says that there's no creator. Listen, God made you, and how precious you are, he says, the, the, that he has towards you. How great is the sum of them. If I could count them, the Lord says, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. You were formed in my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb, is, is uh, what we read in Psalm 139 that David writes, I will praise you, Lord, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Listen, the Lord knows you. He fashioned you. And he loves you and he created you. And please don't buy into the lie of the world that you happen by accident or evolutionary processes. There is a wonderful God who created you and he made you wonderfully and he has a plan for you. And will you turn to him? Don't be confused by what the world says and may your identity be in Jesus Christ who came. He loved you so much that he died for you specifically. He died for you individually. And I just feel like there's somebody that perhaps is listening right now that needs to hear that, that that you're no accident, that God loves you, that he made you the way you are, and you are very precious to him. You know, one of the parables of Matthew is the kingdom of God is like a treasure that was buried in the field. And for uh, the one who, who found the treasure, he sold all that he had to buy the field to take the treasure out. And, and listen, in that parable, what Jesus is saying is that he's the one that came and he redeemed the world to himself. He bought the world uh, as he redeemed the world with his precious blood. He bought the field and the field represents the world. And he didn't do it so he can have another planet. He created billions of planets that are out there. He did it so he can have the treasure and the treasure is you. You are a treasure to him. And don't ever forget that. And he wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. So I just wanted to pass that along because my heart aches for for those who don't know the Lord, who aren't hearing the gospel. Um, it just seems so hopeless at times for them and confused. And people are really, it's affecting them. And um, we're seeing teenage suicide and 
drug use uh, just rampantly increasing because their children have no hope, and we want to give them the message of hope, and that is Jesus Christ. So, Father, um, this is something we can pray for right now on the show, that, Lord, that our children, as they're graduating, as they're getting ready to go into summer, that there would be an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. I pray for churches that are given VBSs, that they would stand for the truth, that they would uh, stand for the gospel and give the message of hope through Jesus Christ in their vacation Bible school. I pray that that congregations would step up and help and be involved and minister to these precious children that you love so much. I pray for churches that their children's ministry would be uh, based on your truth and getting kids involved in the Word of God and, and knowing the Word of God and youth groups. And so, Lord, how we desperately need to do this and how, Lord, you desire for us to minister your truth to all ages and all generations, but, Lord, to give a message of light and truth and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for allowing me to do that. 303-690-3000. We have open lines waiting for somebody to call. So we're going to go to our text um, line and, and answer some of those questions. Again, you can text in a question or a prayer request at 720-336-0897. But one of the questions that came in, um, I'll read just kind of scale it down. Why do you think God created Satan, knowing that all the repercussions from that? um, And um, so um, God didn't create Satan. Uh, God uh, created a beautiful angel uh, that was Lucifer. And as we read the book of uh, Ephesians, or excuse me, of, um, of Ezekiel in the Old Testament, uh, we see that uh, that it is written of him that he was a beautiful uh, angel there in the garden. And uh, we see that he fell and uh, became uh, Satan, as Isaiah chapter 14 tells us. And so um, he rebelled against God. And uh, so we uh, know that God created uh, the beautiful cherub that was there in the garden uh, let me read it to you. It's Ezekiel chapter 28. Speaking of Satan, you were to seal perfection, full of wisdom and perfect and beautiful. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardis, topaz, diamond. Uh, the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. So Lucifer um, identified there in Isaiah chapter 14. He was a beautiful uh, cherub that was the uh, worship uh, cherub. Um, it, it seems like your timbles and pipes prepare for you uh, for the day of creation. You were the anointed cherub who covers, I establish you. You are in the holy mountain of God. You walk back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. So he rebelled and became Satan. So he didn't create Satan, but he rebelled. And, um, and so uh, that is uh, what we see that the scripture tells us. Also, what is asked, what will happen to small children at the rapture? Um, for you who are listening, the rapture, the church, of course, is uh, spoken of there in the um, book of First Thessalonians, chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. And in that text, we are told that there's going to be a generation of Christians that are going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Um, they uh, will not experience death, but will be taken. And I'll read it to you. Uh, so 
Uh, as most of you I know know about the rapture, perhaps, or have heard about it, but the time's going to come when the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. It's the Greek word hapazo, where we get the Latin word rapturus, we get the English word raptured together to meet them in the clouds and the Lord in the air. Um, thus we shall always be with the Lord. It doesn't tell us about children, so um, exactly, but uh, there's many thoughts, theologians, Bible commentators, um, those of us who study the Bible, that there is that age of accountability, that those who are children, as Jesus said, the children belong to me, that they will be raptured as well. Um, so that's the best answer I um, that we can give, and I pray that that is a help and um, and. Always remember that um, the Lord is always perfectly just, perfectly righteous. Hey, waiting for somebody to call, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And so give me a call and uh, take in your prayer requests and uh, take in your questions. We have some time, plenty of time for that. In the meantime, we'll just keep going to the text messages um, and asking good questions on that. Um, There is... um, one that, um, let me look at it as I call it up. One is kind of long, so anyway, it's about the geology uh, question that came up. Um, and there is another source, uh, Fertitas Forum, www.veritas.org. Um, that will talk about the age of the earth. So that's another reference uh, to those of you who perhaps are looking to that. And also um, there is a praise report. And the praise report is a couple weeks ago I asked for prayer for my brother-in-law who had kidney cancer. Praise God, the cancer is not spread. And today the kidney is successfully removed. He does not need any chemotherapy or radiation. He's feeling well. Thank you so much for your prayers. So um, this was a prayer request that came in a couple of weeks ago. So, Father, we thank you for your healing touch and for this good uh, report that has come in uh, for this one whose brother-in-law had kidney cancer, has not spread. We just pray that you continue to um, just uh, to uh, be one that, uh, continues to bring healing to him and strength to him in every way. You know who this individual is, and so I ask that you would bring healing to them. Um, 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and if you want to text in, uh, 720-336-0897. You can text in a question or a prayer request and uh, taking calls. We've had some very good calls, and a lot uh, of comments have been made about evolution and things like that. And I just want to tell you that, um, again, that when I was at CSU, I just had a son who graduated uh, just a week and a half ago at UNC in geology, so all these things came up. And I graduated from Colorado State University in a science field. And as Christians, uh, just understand that there's some good resources out there to help you know that we don't have to assassinate our brains and that we can be ones um, that can look at creation science, which is very good science, and um, answers in Genesis, other resources I put. So explore it. Um, And uh, 
the word of God is our final authority, that God created the heavens and the earth in six days, and I believe it. And um, and uh, there's very good science to back that up. Well, let's go to Desiree in Thornton. Desiree? Hi. How are you? I'm good. Well, I'm under spiritual attack, and um, but I'm just praying because I know... My father, God, he works mysteriously, but at the end of the storm, there's going to be a rainbow. Right. But I have so a do you question. Have a... Sure, go ahead. Do we all have, a, like, a personal angel? Well, Jesus kind of gave um, a, a reference to that. Um, in, I believe it's Matthew chapter 18, uh, Jesus said, See that you do not look down on these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. Um, so the little ones could either apply to those who believe in him, or it could refer to little children. Um, but it could be a passage that is regarding guardian angels. Uh, there is no doubt there's good angels, there are ministering spirits um, that we see. Um, and um, so that's kind of a, a reference that is there. We know that, um, th- I think the question comes, Desiree, is does each person um, have an angel assigned to him or her? It is interesting that in the book of Revelation, in chapters 2 and 3, that Jesus wrote a letter to the churches and to the angel um, of uh, the church of Ephesus, Smyrna, Laodicea, and that word in the Greek is angelo, which speaks of angelic. So the question is, is it the pastor of the church or an angel? And I tend to think it's more of a the pastor of the church, the messenger. That's literally what it means. Um, but, 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 you know, does a church have an angel assigned to it? Some have suggested. So we don't know for sure. Um, uh, I think that um, for me, um, angels are ministering spirits. Paul talks about in the to the Corinthians about uh, order in the service, and he said, "Be careful because the angels are watching." Oh. Um, also, oh. Hebrews chapter thirteen declares that don't forget to entertain strangers, for some have unknowingly, unwilling, uh, will, knowingly, excuse me, have entertained angels. So we know that they're ministering spirits. Uh, it's interesting that Hebrew says that, that don't, you know, forget to entertain strangers. Um, we know at the tomb that angels showed up at, in kind of a human form because that's what Mary saw when she looked in two men in white. So there's a lot said about angels, how much they intervene in our lives, whether we got a guardian angel, we don't know exactly for sure, but we know that they're real. And yeah. we know that they're around, and there's a whole spiritual dimension that's out there. But here's one of the things I want you to keep in mind, okay? Okay. That, uh, that you keep your mind on Jesus. Amen. Yes, I do. I do. Because um, some people uh, really get into angels. They get into oh, angels. that's like I always tell people when about angels. Like some people think when you die, you become an angel. And I said, Pastor Ed says, no. and the Bible says, you don't you don't become no. an angel. They're two different beings. We become saints. Am I correct? Yeah. 
You're correct. <laughs> yeah. we, we don't become angels. Yeah. And then I and had uh, a discussion with my niece. I'm struggling. I mean, I got, I, I got things. I got a lot of flaws, you know, in my life. And I know I fall short of the Lord's glory, the Lord every day. And I pray to God he forgives me. But I try to walk and serve my father with all my heart, with a pure heart, clean thoughts, you know. But um, right. today I had a discussion with my niece. She, um, at one time, you know, her preference in a relation was with her same kind, female. And um, she changed. She had a baby. And now she's going through a lot of problems. And she said she wanted to be like that again. And she says, well, God says that. Um, he'll forgive me. I know God will forgive me. And I try to explain to her, you know, just because, um, yes, Jesus, yes, you do ask for forgiveness, but you can't continue to live in sin and think it's okay and God's going to forgive you. you yes. got to change. You have to make right choices. I right. said, yeah. she goes, oh, you're judging me. I said, no, I know, but I'm just sharing with you because I love you. Right. I love and you. you keep and, sharing and, truth. I don't share want the you truth. To, yeah. to, you know, go to hell one day. It's okay. All I could do is share the Bible with you, and um, you thought one day you're going to meet God face to face. Yeah. So why don't we pray for her? This is uh, this is a relative of yours, you said? I'm sorry, you missed yes, it. Yes, my niece. Okay. Your niece. Let's pray for her. And, um, Father, we do pray for Desiree's, her niece, and she would really embrace your truth and come to know you personally. And, and, um, and Lord, um, I just pray that as Desiree ministers to her truth, that um, you give her wisdom and insight. And, Lord, we thank you for your goodness. And just keep growing, my sister, here in every way, in Jesus' name. Thanks, Desiree. Appreciate thank you. your calling. You have you a bet. good day. Thank you, Pastor. Bye-bye. You bet. Let's go to David and Greeley. David? David, you're on Calvary Live. Are you still with us? He had a question about Deuteronomy. And so chapter 1, David, if you get a chance, asking about children's age of accountability. Um, let's go to Gloria. Gloria and Severance. Gloria? Yes. You're on Calvary Live. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, um, I, to be honest, I, I have good days and bad days on March 23rd. My uh, oldest daughter, Corina Sines, was diagnosed with breast cancer, and she's already had her uh, multiple uh, tests and treatments, her surgery, and she was um, uh, at her first chemo last Thursday, her first of eight, and when all that's all said and done, August 16th will be her final chemo, if God willing, and then she it'll be followed by 22 uh, radiation treatments. In the meantime, we are also in the process of planning my youngest daughter's wedding. So um, just need a uh, prayer, pa- Pastor. I'm a devout Catholic. I am um, just reaching out to uh, many prayer warriors because... You know, Mama is is, is afraid, but you know, I I do have my faith, and I'm just asking for prayer. Yeah, there's nothing like a mom and her love for her children wanting prayer. So, 
Um, I'm more than happy to honor that. And Father, I pray for Gloria. She loves her children. She's got a daughter that's diagnosed with breast cancer, going through treatment and treatment ahead. We pray for your healing and touch upon her, that, Lord, that you would draw them, Gloria and her daughter, to you. And, Lord, I pray that um, you would show yourself strong um, to her, her daughter, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, that they would look to you. And this would be a time for them to, uh, Lord, just be strengthened by you in every way. And I also pray for Gloria's other daughter who's getting married. It's an exciting moment, um, exciting time in somebody's life, and I pray for her marriage. Um, and I pray that you would bless her and her husband, that they would base their life and, and their marriage on you and your goodness. And Lord, I pray for Gloria as she ministers to her daughters, um, to her family, that you would just give her wisdom that she needs. And Lord, that um, she would know that you love them and that your word is true for them, and that um, that you have a wonderful, wonderful plan. You desire to draw them to yourself and to know your word in every way, to guide them and direct them. So, Lord, I lift this family up to you in Gloria. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate this, and the heavens are being stormed with prayer, and... I know she's going to be fine. It's just a matter of getting there, you know? Yeah. You keep in touch with me, okay? I will. I will, most definitely. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. And you have a blessed day, Pastor. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 There's somebody that um, texted in, hey, you were talking about the Netflix resource, Genesis History. We did mention that. And um, so you're the second one that mentioned that. Must be a good resource. I'll have to look at that uh, for those who are looking at um, evolution or the age of the earth um, and uh, addresses time frames in the Bible and science. So that's a good resource. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate you passing that along to me. We did mention that. Uh, also, um, uh, there is um, somebody who sent a text, um, and if the Bible stated that it's essential to believe that Jesus Christ was God to attain salvation, it seems like in most of the witnessing that occurs, um, it only states that Jesus must be your Savior, not the Jesus Christ, but God and your Savior in your believing. Could you clarify, please? I'm not quite sure what is being said. Only states that Jesus Christ must be your Savior. I'll tell you what I do know. I do know this, that Jesus came and died for you and that he died for our sins. And that's the, the gospel that we need to keep very clear, that Jesus Christ came because there's a sin problem. Um, and so he came to die for our sins. He rose again. And the whole only hope of salvation is through faith and trust in Jesus Christ, knowing that you're a sinner that needs to be forgiven, that he is the way to the Father, and that he is our only hope for heaven. So hopefully that helps. Let's go to Derek in Denver before we end the show. Derek? Hi. How are you, Derek? I'm good. How are you? Good. I got a couple minutes, so you got a prayer request? Yeah. Um, I'm about to... Uh go into some long-term missions. Um, it's something God's put on my life, on my heart, and uh, 
just kind of been working out and preparing me uh, for this for the last couple years. Um, And he's opened the door. The opportunity is here. It's ready for me, and he wants me to walk in it, and it's just, I'm going to do it. But it's scary. It's daunting. Um, I'm having to, you know, throw away my life here. Can you tell us where that is? Where, Where it's going to be? Can you tell us? Yeah, it's going to be in Rwanda, Africa. Wow. Cool. Doing agricultural development stuff. And, and that's, that's cool. you know, it's been a long road. Um, yeah. Well, let's, let's, pray. let's pray because we got about a minute, and Derek okay. will be praying for you. God bless you. Hey, you don't have to be afraid for what God has for you. So, Father, I pray for Derek. I pray that it has been a long road. He hasn't had a chance to really explain it, but as we end the show, we lift Derek up to you as he goes to Africa. It's so needed. I pray that you would strengthen him, prepare his body, his mind, spiritually, uh, that you prepare him, that uh, you keep him safe, uh, help him to be healthy. Uh, Lord, I just pray that he would be a blessing in every way, and and not only a help practically, but spiritually in, in being a vessel of truth in the gospel to give to others. So bless him as he prepares and gets ready to go. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Derek, God bless you. All right? Okay. Hey, we're at the end of the show. Um, As you hear the music, thanks, everybody, for calling. We had a great show. And we'll see you next time. God bless you. Have a great evening. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.